This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'm Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, going to the Twitter world, I will say that mailbag is definitely in off-season mode. I know a lot of people want to talk prospects and they want to, you know, just talk a little more about the draft, kind of next season. Not a whole lot of questions right now, but I'm going to go ahead and get to them. Again, you can follow along, Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson. We will go ahead and start with the Wanderer. He says, what is the most surprising but realistic cap cut you could see the Bengals making? Um, uh, like, Mixon, mm-hmm. I guess. But how how surprising is that? Because I assume if you're asking, you might see that coming. I think that'd be surprising to the NFL, but I don't think it'd be surprising to people that follow the Bengals closely. Um, <clears throat> I think Collins is another one that could be a somewhat surprising cut. Uh, the really surprising one, but it's not – the Bengals don't really cut guys that are – doing fine just to save money type thing like Tyler Boyd's has a cuttable contract but I don't see it happening like uh, to the realism side I'm like 0.1% chance <laughs> I don't know I, I think Mixon I guess is the perfect candidate there I just don't think Bengals fans would be that surprised I think NFL people would it would probably be a big reaction of like whoa what but uh inside Cincinnati it would be yeah we Saw this could happen. I mean, fans were calling for it most of the season this past year, just kind of the way it was looking. And then you see what the price tag is this year, and it really kicking in with that contract that I think there's going to be conversations that happen if Joe Mixon does come back. I just don't see him coming back at that price. 
uh, right now. And, and it'll be determined if Joe would rather go play somewhere else and maybe try and get that. I just think with a loaded drop class, free agent running backs that um, he might stick around just for a lower price point. I agree with the Tyler Boyd thing. Um, you know, I feel like that conversation was happening with a few people. And again, this is social media and they're bringing up names and Tyler Boyd is maybe a name. And I, I think they let them play, play this contract out. And, um, you know, who knows if he's able to resign a contract and come back to Cincinnati or they just move on from Tyler Boyd. But I still think it's important when you look at the wide receiver room going into the season. It was questions last year before the trade deadline when Jamar Chase was out for five games or for four games. What are you going to do? Who's your next receiver? You have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, and then Trent Irwin was able to step during that period of time. I still think that's something that you, you need to look at. And maybe it's not free agency or maybe later in the draft when it comes to weapons. So I don't see them moving on from Tyler Boyd. And again, it's so hard when we say surprising, but maybe for the outside world, it would be Joe Mixon. All righty, let's move on to River City Stripes. He says, what is the realistic, what's the realistic view for Jackson Carmen? Is it right tackle? I switching sides. You never know. I don't know. To me, the realistic view is backup left tackle. Um, but you usually want your backup tackle to play both sides. Can he actually push for right tackle? It's not out of the realm of possibility, but we've never seen him at right tackle. And even in college, he was never a right tackle. The most we've seen on the right side of the line was some right guard, and he was very bad at that. <laughs> but it was guard. So maybe it's different when he plays right tackle. I don't know. I think if he works on it a ton, it's within the realm of possibility that he pushes for the right tackle job. Right tackle is very interesting because I don't I don't think Lowell Collins is going to be ready to start the season. He could even be a surprise cut free agency. I could see them just grabbing a guy that's like, you could play like if we need you to the Xavier Suofilo of right tackles. Um, and hopefully it would go a little bit better than that. Uh, or, you know, Riley Reef, they had that for the one year, just like insurance. And then maybe they cut Collins and then you draft a rookie he battles with the insurance. Whoever wins gets that job. But it's possible Carmen is in the in the mix. I don't know. I, I don't think it's at right tackle, though. What do you think? I'm still disappointed in the Jackson Carmen pick, to be completely honest with you. When you look at the offensive linemen that were picked ahead of him and they're one, doing one One pick in front of the Bengals was uh, right before the trade down was Landon Dickerson, my guy. And Creed Humphrey, when was he picked? Round three. Oh, so that's even more heartbreaking. Oh, Trey Smith was round six. Like, they took Trey Hill over him. I mean, oh, oh. It's just, it's disappointing. And I want to give the Bengals the benefit of a doubt. And maybe they can get better at drafting offensive linemen. But when I think of Jackson Carmen and what the overall picture was, it wasn't even his rookie year that was disappointing. It's still this year. Yes, he was able to step up when the injuries happened on the offensive line. I didn't think he was going to take a snap this year. And he wouldn't if the, if the offensive line would have stayed healthy. But at the same time, if your goal is to keep him or move him and develop him to tackle, I just don't know when that's going to happen. I'd love to be wrong and talk about this in September or October and Jackson Carmen is getting his shot out there, right? Tackle. I just don't see that happening. And I feel like that's just another pick that just didn't work out for them when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, we'll go over to Eric. 
Going back to the wide receivers and free agency, I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Now that he's one year removed from his ACL surgery, is there any chance Odell is in play for us this year on a team-friendly deal? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking the question. I know, but why would he be? Like, Make no. the case that why Odell would want to come be the fourth wide receiver or that the Bengals would sign him and – let him play over one of the top three wide receivers. Nobody signed him. I I know he had the fiasco with the plane and all. I don't know that much about it. I just know I think that was a big deal. Um, no, I, I just – I don't see it at all. <laughs> like, I think the Bengals might be interested in some wide receivers, but it's going to be low-end guys. It's not going to be Odell Beckham Jr. type. It's going to be um, – probably in the draft and like round six from a, it's a guy you've never heard of. Yeah. That's the thing you, what we're going to hear some of these wide receivers who maybe are wide receiver two or three on a team who are going to go into free agency that they don't get the deal that they want with the team they're currently on right now. And we're going to hear oh, Cincinnati should pick him up and Cincinnati should get this guy and they should do this. There's so much wrong with that because these free agent wide receivers are going to want to get bank and the Bengals aren't looking to go pay another wide receiver off the street when they're going to be paying Jamar Chase and T Higgins in their wide receiver room. Yes, that's still something that maybe in this draft you need to think of for 2024 if you get a late wide receiver or maybe another guy who isn't too expensive when it comes to free agency. But Odell Beckham doesn't want to come to Cincinnati and be the third wide receiver. I know he's getting older and he's coming off an injury, but at the same time, he's going to go get the bag somewhere else and you know a team that is also going to probably make the postseason or a team that just came off a pretty good season you could say the bills the cowboys uh maybe he goes back to the giants it it's not it's not gonna be in cincinnati i know that there's lsu connections but there's lsu connections all over the nfl odell beckham wants to get paid and he wants to play and i'm not saying he wouldn't play if he was in cincinnati but he's not going to be the the third or fourth wide receiver and be okay with that when he could go somewhere else and maybe be the two um and and that goes with other guys that'll be like wide receiver two wide receiver three types Because just because they don't get the deal they want doesn't mean they'll come to Cincinnati to be the fourth wide receiver. Because if you don't get the deal you want, you probably do what DJ Shark did and you go try to be one of the top guys for a team like he did with Detroit. Now, did that pan out? I don't know. Not really. But, you know, like you don't go to Cincinnati to be the fourth wide receiver, never see the field other than injuries and what, 10% of snaps maybe. No, because you're not going to get a contract out of that. That's the thing. Is like, yes, there's a ring chasing element, but that would be for guys that are way over, way over the hill. I think it wouldn't be for a for an Odell type who I don't think is way over the hill. I think he's not as good as he was in his prime. But you know, he wants to go somewhere. If he's signing a cheap deal, it's with like Buffalo makes a lot of sense because he's probably the second best wide receiver if he goes there. Him or Gabe Davis, and I think he could compete and take that job and be the guy that's on the field with digs at all times. Because if he's catching balls from Josh Allen and he's on the field for 80% of snaps, he might be able to put up a thousand plus yards and go get the bag somewhere. If he can't do that right now, anyway, if he goes to Cincinnati, there's like no shot. He gets a thousand yards. Like how, even if he's the third wide receiver, you look at what Tyler Boyd's doing. He's not hitting a thousand yards. Wish he was, wish there were three 1000 yard receivers. It's a very big outlier to have that three 1,000 receivers on the same team. And it seems like Boyd hasn't been able to push that, even though he's a very good receiver. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I don't see that happening, but we are getting to the stage of the offseason when you are going to hear kind of the rumors, who's coming back to what team, and and Bengals fans are going to be like, we sh- the Bengals should sign him and him and him and him, and he would be great, and that just that can't happen. Uh, but it happens all the time with some of these wide receivers who are going to be free agents. I'm sorry, it's not going to be a big name. Um, you do have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, but you know it is realistic to think that they are going to bring in more wide receiver depth, and they should. Uh, we'll move over to Dumbuski. Uh, he says, "What do you think? What do you think about the Bengals using more twelve personnel packages next season?" I gotta see whatever tight ends they have. Right now, it's just um, well, who is it? Yeah, right now it's just uh, uh, um, oh man, Blinken. He played Mitchell. This yes, it is Mitchell Wilcox. That's the only tight end on the roster right now. So. Do you play 12 tight end with Mitchell Wilcox as your number one tight end? I'd hope they play less. <laughs> if they play less 11, get less tight ends on the field. Uh, yeah. I Like if you re-sign Hayden Hurst for cheap and you draft like Darnell Washington, yeah, go use more 12 personnel or Michael Mayer or one of these, you know, big draft tight ends. You want to get them on the field, but maybe you keep a Hayden Hurst on the field as well just so that you have – you know, like a solid high end tight end that's, you know, like not rookie tight ends struggle a little bit usually. And if you keep Hayden Hurst, that means you'll have a guy that you know can play at a pretty high level. And then you're going to use 12 personnel to get your other guy on the field so he gets experience. Or maybe because they can add a different element like uh, Darnell Washington. But when you're just talking about, just want to use more 12 personnel? Sure. I, but they have to have the guys. Maybe it's an Irv Smith type, and then you draft – like, if they draft a tight end round one, round two, yeah, I'd like to see more 12 personnel. If they don't do that, they get, like, a round four tight end, and it is Aiden Hurst? Not really. Like, maybe a little bit more, but I'm not going to be jonesing for 12 personnel to get Tyler Boyd off the field if it's a round four, day three tight end type. Yeah, I'm kind of moving in. Every month it's going to change because uh, it's different when the team isn't picking in the top five. But I'm moving into the you got to go tight end at 28 right now. And Have to. Wow. I, I love it. I love it. If, if Here's the thing. And, it, and it, will, it probably won't happen, but we'll find out more when the combine happens and more of these conversations leading up to the NFL draft. But if Michael Mayer, here's why he's perfect for Cincinnati. He's from right across the river. They love these Cincinnati guys, Ohio guys. He comes in. Joe Burrow, one of his favorite quarterbacks. He even said it this past year at Notre Dame. I think that he could come in. I don't think he's going to be there at 28 because a lot of the mock drafts have him going by like 15 or 20. Mock drafts are lost at this point. I love doing lost? Well, yeah. Look, go look at somebody's mock draft from February last year. I mean, it probably had like just guys that I don't know. To me, they're lost. They're lost because it's like, I think the combine moves guys a lot. I think pro Mm -hmm. day moves guys a little bit. And I think scouts in the NFL haven't leaked enough info 
I think that's a big part of this as well. I don't know. You just look, there's so many risers and fallers late in the draft cycle. I know the college season has played out, but to me, when I'm looking at it, even when you look back, look back at the draft last year, I feel like George Karloftis is an example where he was like early on, he's like a top five pick and then, you know, more stuff. He doesn't blow up the combine as well as the other guys. Now he's like, uh, top 10, 15 pick. He goes like 20-something <laughs> to the Chiefs. You look at Linderbaum, I think people had him in like the top 10, top 10. And then there's a lot of Bengals hope. There's a lot of, ooh, Cincinnati can get him. And he goes ahead of Cincinnati. He's not there. Just plenty of that type of stuff. Look at, uh, oh, man, there's another one, the left tackle that um, the Saints got. That guy went flying up draft boards. Try to remember his name. He was, um, I think he went, he was some uh, FCS school blanket on the name but he was beating people up in the senior bowl he blows up the combine and then he goes from like around three type guy into top half of the first round so i don't know to me the mock drafts are a little bit lost like if michael mayer goes to the combine he blows up he's not following 28 if he stinks at the combine it's possible he doesn't go in round one or two <laughs> uh if he plays if he does okay at the combine maybe he's there at 28 I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's another tight end that blows it up. Maybe, maybe Darnell Washington, like 280 pounds, is more athletic at the combine. I don't know. Then he's probably going ahead of him. So I, I just look at all of that. Jelani Woods, another example. I mm -hmm. saw, I know Bengals fans wanted him like in the first round, some of them, because he had a perfect RAS score in the combine and all this other stuff. He went like round three. I don't know. Like I, 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 a lot of I don't knows in this, but to me, mock drafts are lost at this point. Like they're fun, but when I'm looking at them, they change so much. Like there's guys that I, I'm looking at. I'm like, I don't think he's good. Everybody's drafting Tajay Spears in round four. That usually means he's not going in round four. He's going to go round three, especially because he had a good senior bowl. And then he blows up the combine. Now he's like a late round two type. It's like, it's fun to get these guys where they are right now, but I think it just changes so much between the next two months. I'm going to pick my favorite mock draft, and then we are going to compare it right now on this February 15th okay. and to like the day before the draft to see what that looks like compared to pro days, the combine, all of the visits and, you know, the predictions that we heard right when the season ended to where we're at in April. So I do, I kind of actually want to see that because I think you, you do have a point. All of it's just talk right now. There are people who go back and watch tape. They're not always the ones who are going and putting these mock drafts together when it comes to some of these players in the top first two rounds. Um, but you, you haven't had a chance to watch Michael Mayer yet. Have you? No, um, I need more Notre Dame Film. I looked at that and I saw I could find like two games and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to give a half report because I think that's fair. You included. Yeah. A lot of people are interested. Okay. So you're going to be able to, we, we will have a segment dedicated. I know we've already we've <laughs> dedicated just to him. No, 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 not just that. We've already, we, we've talked about one time in. But we will have a, like a partial segment to the breakdown of Michael Mayer because I think here's the thing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Definitely biased. It's a Cincinnati guy. I feel like he'd be huge for this offense. And I think a lot of people before going into the season, when you talked about Michael Mayer, they'd be like, oh, he's not even going to be there if Cincinnati yep. winning and they're in the postseason. So I kind of want to see maybe it's the hype around it. Um, and I'm all about adding another weapon. And they like tight ends. They get their first round. Jermaine Gresham, you look at Tyler Eifert, they're not afraid to get a tight end with the first round pick. So I maybe maybe there's just a little history of that too. But 
We'll see. Yeah, I, look, I think a lot of Cincinnati is interested. I don't think you're alone in this. I think a lot of people are very interested in this. So that's why I'm like, I, I want to be able to take you know, like a full five games of Michael Mayer to get the real experience in there. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give a half report. I want to, I want to do the whole thing. So I'm, I'm waiting a little bit. I'll try to do all the tight ends at once. I hear one of those guys is super fast. I wonder if he ends up drafted. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's. I want to say it's Luke Musgrave from Oregon State at the Senior Bowl. He was like the fifth fastest player there, and he's like 250 pounds. Wonder if that just like fires him up the draft boards type thing. I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think you you get to see once the combine happens. I think you get a better feel for who is going to go up and down draft boards. Even though I think everybody universally agrees the combine doesn't always translate to the field. These guys are running around in their Long John's. Yeah, <laughs> it's, such a waste. it's such a waste of time. I mean, I feel bad for it. It is, but it, it matters. Like whether or not we think it matters to the field directly, it matters for where teams draft these guys. I think it that's does? the big thing. I still remember what Orlando Brown. He was like a round one, round two guy. He went like the fifth round of the Ravens because he had one of the worst combines that they've seen. So I don't know. I, and- Lots going to change over the next few weeks, I think. Most of the writers that go just behind the scenes here, they just want to go to St. Elmo's and eat a steak and talk to other people I've and get some scoops. Yeah. I've heard the combine for writers and um, other people. It's it's just networking. It is. 100%. <laughs> They're just going to get a good steak and talk to insiders and everything like that behind the scenes. So uh, we'll get to that. In, in a few weeks because it's right around the corner before uh, we get into all the free agency draft talk. But next, just a few more things when it comes to the 2023 Cincinnati Bengals on its always game day in Cincinnati. 